Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. Welcome to the Real Estate Mogul Podcast. I've got your regular host, Tom Caffarella, is here. We're just doing a, a conversation today, just the two of us here, about what it really feels like to go into a listing presentation as an agent off of a lead that's been generated more from the investing side and offering a cash offer, and what it feels like to do that listing presentation when you have an actual cash offer from an investor, whether it's yourself or, or a team that you put together behind you, where you can make a cash offer deal or or you have the alternative uh, of taking a traditional listing and kind of how that listing consultation is different, feels different, turns out differently, and how much of the time uh, they're already and, and potentially willing to sell to an investor versus taking a traditional listing, because it really flips some things on its head and gives you a completely different approach going in. So first of all, let's bring in your regular host, Tom. What is up today? Not too much, Matt. Thanks for uh, hosting again. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, guys, if you've been paying attention, uh, we got a solo episode. The very first episode we did was just on why agents are, are really well suited to be investors. And then you've had Bo Eckstein on the show, uh, who is kind of a mutual connection of ours. So, guys, go check out those episodes on iTunes right now. Those are already up. If you're listening to this, this will be potentially the latest episode. Uh, but let's dive in a little bit. So, take me through the process when when your agents or when any agent that has this kind of toolbox behind them and has the system set up, um, what uh, what what is the quality? What is the mindset of someone that kind of responds to like that cash offer um, marketing versus a traditional like let's say you called them up off a of mojo and your circle prospecting just randomly ran into somebody who says yeah come on over for a listing presentation what's that what's that difference like in the prospect right off the bat? I think the difference in the prospect right off the bat is that they're more more motivated to sell. So all of the marketing that we put out with cash offers, the, the seller for the most part knows that they're going to take a little bit less for their property if they sell directly to an investor. So the great thing about it from the agency side is if they don't end up wanting to take an investment offer, you've got a seller right there that's ready, willing, and able to usually sell at under market. It may not be enough under market for myself as an investor to buy, but hey, in this market, if you get a seller that's willing to take even 10000 less than what properties in their neighborhood are selling for, you're going to get a bidding war. So um, yeah. in, in general, they're going to be more motivated sellers. Okay. Makes sense. So when you go into a listing presentation like that and you're armed with this other strategy, give, give me an idea of what that's like for the agent. What are they bringing in with them? Let's start with your team and then we'll talk about how people can kind of reproduce this on their own. But just for, for like an agent that's on your team, what, what are they walking in with and what are they kind of offering to the seller as the, as the options? So an agent on my team, their job is to go out there and consult with the homeowner. And when I say consult, help them make the best decision for themselves when it comes to selling their house. So a certain percentage of the population, it makes sense to sell to an investor. Most of the population, it doesn't make sense to sell to an investor. So when my agents are going out there one-on-one, -on -one, we're talking about the pluses and minuses of selling to an investor and the pluses and minuses of listing your property and giving them a cash offer right on the spot. So all of my agents, before they go out to a property, they're going to get a formal CMA report that has what we believe the property's worth 
to me as an investor and then what it's worth on a, on the retail market and we're going to get into you know really deep into what the seller is looking to do and help them make a determination which of the two makes the most sense okay so is it uh, are you going in there and the agents are kind of making a pitch for uh, for the investment offer first are they going in there with more of a questions based listing consultation where they know they have the things kind of in the hip pocket like how does that how does the actual consultation go it's all questions based so we don't we don't want to make a recommendation to them until we know what they're looking to do yeah. how long do they need to sell why do they need to sell do they need to sell quickly or do they have all the time in the world are they willing to make repairs or are they not so until we know everything about their situation just like a doctor we can't diagnose the situation properly so we don't like to say anything until we're there for probably at least 20 to 30 minutes and then at that point, we'll start to give them an idea of what both options look like and try to help them make, you know, the best decision for whatever their situation is. And when the when the agents are walking in and they have a like a CMA that's put together by your team, are they are is it a gen, is it like a CMA with a range based on condition? Is it like, hey, if if it goes above here, uh, you know, we can't do anything? Like how do you structure it so that they have do they have any flexibility? Let's put it that way. And and if so, how much? So the the offer for me is assuming that the property needs everything. So okay. so they know so for example, it might my number might say that we can pay two hundred thousand for the property. And now if they walk into that property and say that the property is in eight out of 10 condition, they know that there's going to be some wiggle room to go up. But what we're looking to do on the first appointment is really determine if it even makes sense for them to sell to an investor. So if they feel like it does make sense for them to sell to an investor, they'll explain to the seller, look, our number was 200,000. That was assuming that the property needs a ton of work. We can probably do a little bit better. I'm not sure how much better and help them say, okay, yes, I do want to sell to an investor. Let's get, you know, an offer on the table. Um, and if that's the case, usually what they'll do is they'll either send me an email or text me and say, look, we've got a guy here. Your offer was 200. They'll take 230. The house is in eight out of 10 condition. Do you want it? Yes. We get the deal done. Um, more often than not, when we get into properties that are eight out of 10 or seven out of 10 condition, usually they're not going to want to sell to an investor anyways. And it, most likely doesn't make sense for them to sell to an investor. So that that doesn't happen too often, but it does happen here and there. Yeah, which which is interesting because essentially you're taking you're taking the leads that you find out on the ground aren't suitable for you as an investor and you're monetizing them. And not only is it a good thing for the homeowner, it's a good thing for the agent that's going in there walking into the appointment because it's not like the other option is even less money than selling to an investor. It's all of a sudden like, Hey, it doesn't make sense to sell to an investor because you don't have to sell for this low. You could probably get and go for retail price. And here's what we think the home could sell on the retail market for, you know, based on the market conditions. And then you just go straight traditional listing consultation from there. Right. There's two huge benefits for agents that want to put this, you know, this tool into their toolbox per se. The first is that when you approach them with an investor offer, you're going to get many more one-on-one -on -one meetings because let's just say, for example, um, the seller is considering selling their house. Maybe they have a neighbor who has their, their real estate license. If you approach that as a real estate agent, you probably aren't getting in the door, right? So with the investor offer, that's something that your next door neighbor can't do. 
So it's going to allow you to get into a lot of more doors that you wouldn't have necessarily been able to get into. So your conversion to getting appointment is going to be higher. But then when you get face to face with the seller, the second thing that's hugely critical is that you're going to leave that appointment standing out from other agents. So no other agents are going to come out there and do this. And the other thing that we do, if the person doesn't, let's say that they are pretty sure they don't want to take an investor offer, but they want to have that option on the table. So we will leave that offer on the table if they want to try listing it for a week or two weeks. And again, that's something that, you know, once in a great while you'll hear somebody offer, but it's not common. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really, as, as agents in our office, we are able to differentiate ourselves so that if they get five agents coming before us and then they hear what we have to say, we're going to stand out from those other five agents. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And it gives the, it also gives the agent more credibility going in because right away they're offering basically something that the sellers probably never encountered before. And, um, and it just your knowledge of the investment side, especially if you, you know, if you put together a team or, or if you're able to buy the property yourself, that, that really makes you stand out. Essentially, if you're going in as an investor yourself and you can list their property, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, it's a very different mindset. It's definitely a different mindset. And, and like, you know, people have seen our growth, like in the, in the Boston area on the brokerage side, and people will ask me like, how are you competing with a century 21 or a Keller Williams or all these companies that have these huge brand names, but all, I don't want to put them all into one kind of, you know, box because they're not all the same, but what we do stands out so much that again, if, if they're meeting with five people, we're going to be differentiated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's, um, we, we all know this, like we know that sense of going into an appointment and they don't even know what company we're with. Oh you know? yeah. People always, people say to me all the time, they're like, you don't have a business card. I'm like, they don't care who, who I work for. Like they care if I can help them get what they want. They don't want my business card. They don't want my brochure. Yeah. It's nice to have, but like, I mean, man, people don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's don't. uh yeah yeah it's the way it is. Well I mean people do business with people and yeah. and the agents themselves are the brand name. Like most people don't like in the consuming public they don't pay much attention to the brand name behind the agent as long as yeah. as, as long as they look credible that usually passes the uh the test and Let's take a quick break from the episode. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. All right, so let's get into, um, so what's what's the ideal for you? And, and, and give me an idea quickly on the, the percentages. So when somebody walks into an appointment like that, we know the person is going to be more motivated to sell because they're at least open to the opportunity of taking like less than what they get on the open market. Um, mm-hmm. So what percentages are we talking about that you typically run into where they're good for investment versus uh, retail? And give me some of the, some more of the questions that would help kind of expose to you whether they should sell to an investor versus you taking the listing. Because either way, you're going to make money. The only question is how much. Exactly. So it's a 90-10 ratio. Only 10% of people, even even if somebody fills out a form online saying, I want to sell to an investor, I'll never list my house, 90% of those people are still going to list their property. Mm-hmm. And that's why the initial meeting is like, it really is a consultation because most sellers don't understand what the price would need to be for an investor to make money. So they may think that my property's worth 300. I'll sell it to an investor for 290, and they'll make 10,000. 
or obviously that just won't happen. So it's a 90-10 um, ratio between the two. And, you know, again, we're just focused on trying to help them get to the get to the right decision. Um, and so what's your second question? How does the, the process look? Yeah, give me yeah, some more of the some of the pre-qualifying questions that oh. um, that you would ask. Well, I'll, I'll always ask, I'll say, why do you want to sell to an investor? And typically, whatever that reasoning is helps me really make a determination. So a lot of a lot of people um, will say, "Well, I just don't want to pay a commission." And if that's really the only reason that they don't want to hire an agent, then we're going to recommend that they hire an agent because that's how they're going to get the most amount of money, even mm -hmm. net of commission. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, we're going to ask them where they're going, how fast they need to get there. Are you willing to have an open-ended? closing date. So are you willing to say, you know, if, if you list with me on June 15, 2017, are you willing to maybe close in September, maybe close in October and not a hundred percent no versus having the clarity of knowing an exact date. Um, mm -hmm. So all of those things kind of add up to a, a specific, almost like personality profile. And we know that the there's a, there's typical things of reasons why people want to sell to us and typical reasons of why they wouldn't. And within five to 10 minutes, for me, I pretty much know whether or not they're going to sell to an investor. And, um, you know, we just go from there and just tell them the pluses and minuses and help them make a decision. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I love, I love the consultative approach. Um, and I mean, that, that works, I think better for just any, even if it was just a standard listing consultation going into it with that approach of, do I want this? So then for whatever reason, agents have a hard time going into listing consultations with that mindset of seeing, Hey, is this a, is this a mutual fit? And at the very least going into it with that, with an investment offer or, you know, representing a team of investors kind of gives you a little bit more of that mindset where you're going in and you're, you're asking questions to figure out what's the right situation for them. That should be the mindset we're in all the time. Sadly, it's not. Um, we, we want well, the listing most of the time. Well, you want the listing, but here's the thing. They are going to figure out these things on their own. So either you're going to, either you're going to help them figure, either you're going to be the person that helps figure figure it out or somebody else's and whoever helps them figure it out is who they're going to work with. So if you go in there, I want the listing, I'm just going to sell, sell, sell and not try to help them and not put yourself in their shoes. Well, they're going to leave with still questions in their in their head. Like yeah. say that I go in there and I pitch sell to me at an investor price there and don't mention anything about what it would look like to list. We're going to leave that appointment and they're going to then call an agent. So they're going to do these things anyways. They're going to get the information that they need to make the best decision possible. It's only a matter if I'm the one to help them do it. And if I'm the one to help them do it and they like me, then they're going to work with me. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, um, it reminds me, I was reading something the other day by, uh, by Jay Abraham. I don't know if you remember who he is, but, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. If anybody hasn't read the book, how to get everything you can out of all you've got, it's absolutely incredible. He talks about the strategy of preeminence and just the role of, of your, your job being like the extreme empathy, uh, really stepping into the other person's shoes, like you talked about. And that's where the trust and the credibility is really built is when you step over and, and you see things from their perspective and you're genuinely leading them through the process of giving them what they need to make the, de the best decision possible. So that's what I love about like the framework that, um, that you've built. But let's talk a little bit about how to how to spot opportunities. So let's say that you're not let's say that you're an agent 
mm-hmm. you understand investing. Maybe you've, you've even gotten some, maybe you even have the possibility of investing yourself or you, or you know enough people to where you're confident that you could, you know, kind of keep an eye out or you could run an appointment like this, but you're not doing the full blown like market, like lead generation to where you're generating leads from sellers that are responding to like a cash offer. Let's say, um, let's say you're just going about your traditional real estate business. How do you learn to spot those opportunities where maybe that's something that you would present, uh, in a listing consultation that maybe that seller hasn't even thought of just as an option. So if I was an agent doing this and I said, I just want to do a couple of investment deals a year because I know that that's going to, you know, have a big impact on my income. I would just take this, the tact with every single seller to walk them through both options. And so I would do it the same way that I'm doing it here. And, you know, like we already talked about, only 10% of sellers are going to take the investment offer anyways. So it's only going to take you a small amount of t- more time to have that as, that as an option. And it's only going to make you close more listing deals. So I would just putting into your listing presentation, look, we have more than one option for you. Here's one option. Here's another option. Um, we also, even in like within my company, just to differentiate us more, you know, we also have options where like, you know, you don't want to do a full blown listing. Let us find the buyer for you directly. And if we can find the buyer for you directly, if you don't want to do a full blown listing, we'll cut the commission down. So, um, we talked a lot about the investing side, but we are the biggest way for us to think about it for me as an agent is, we provide them with more options than anybody else. And so if we can give them a bunch of different options, then we're going to differentiate ourselves. So share a little bit about how that works on, on actually like playing matchmaker and hooking them up with a buyer without taking like a full listing. So you're essentially saying like, Hey, if we can go into our buyer database and just essentially take a sniper rifle out and nail the person that should buy your house, even yeah. without us doing a whole full-blown listing and doing a whole marketing campaign and stuff like that, then you'll cut the commission in exchange for not having to, to do all that stuff. Exactly. Exactly what you just said. And and it, to be honest with you, that's not my favorite thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of sellers, they like that option. They, they like the option of not having to do you know a million open houses. And they like the fact that you may have a ready, willing, and able retail buyer for them. So as I've built up my brokerage now, I don't, every day we're adding, you know, like, every week we're adding one to two new people. We're at maybe like 150 right now. As we continue to add more agents, this becomes a lot easier. But if if you're in a big brokerage where you have 100 to 200 agents in the office, right now the market's so hot where if you have a retail deal that makes sense, um, you should be able to email blast that out to everyone within your office. And if the seller is willing to sell at a reasonable price, the odds are pretty good that you're gonna be able to find somebody. And again, this is just for a seller that they don't want a cash deal and they don't want to list the property. Sometimes we'll go out to an appointment and they'll say, I'm not going to list, but if you can find me a buyer, you know, I'll, I'll work something out with you. So it's under that circumstance. And again, talking about monetizing, we're trying to make money off of every lead that we possibly can and serve the sellers the way that they want to be served. And that's just another little niche thing that we do in order to serve that part of the market. Hmm. Makes sense. I like it. 
All right. So just to, just to kind of sum up for people. So, so the process is you're, you're generating, you're generating leads essentially with like a cash offer. People are responding to that. You're going in there, you're doing a listing presentation or consultation, I should say, where it's very questions based, very consultative. You're kind of quickly qualifying them. You feel like you can qualify them within like the first five or 10 minutes. You'll know most of the time that they shouldn't sell yeah. to an investor. Um, and so from then on, you're, you essentially present them both options, which differentiates you from all of your competition makes you look very, very, very competent, very knowledgeable of the market and other options that they'll never hear anywhere else. But then at the end of that, 90% of the time, the result is they're going to traditionally list with you, yes. which means you take more listings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, love it. I couldn't have uh, summarized it any better. Cool. All right. So yeah, guys, it's, um, it's, it's a very, very cool, very interesting approach. And it's something that we all can do. I mean, we talked about a little bit about how to spot offers and Tom, you gave a great, a great example, which is just doing a couple of investment deals a year when you're out there looking for, if you're open to the opportunity and you know, the process at the back end that you can build it into your listing kind of consultation, and you can spot those couple of opportunities a year where you can really jump on it and make a good profit, um, by buying it as an investment property. I, I would say, you know, a lot of the people, listening to this would definitely be open to that, but they're probably not thought about incorporating that into every listing consult and the benefits of doing that. So I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, so for more information on all of this, like how they can not only get into the investing side, but also how they can build kind of that investing team um, so they can be kind of the matchmaker and bring deals to an investor or, or maybe even work with you. Like what's the best, uh, what's the best way to connect with you? The best way would be to go to my video that kind of incorporates all of this, which is you can find at www.realestateinvestingiseasy.com. Again, that's www.realestateinvestingiseasy.com. And if you put your, your email in there, it'll take you to the video and it'll walk you through a lot more of this. And then if you still have additional questions, it'll actually prompt you to click on a link that will give you a one-on-one -on -one session with me where I can go into your specific situation a little bit more in detail. Awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. So they get uh, the general gist of it all and most of the detail on the on that presentation, but then they can schedule a call to to follow up and get specific questions answered. Because I'm sure people come out of that going, yeah, but you know, will this really apply in my market? You know, I'm I'm a buyer's market in this price that's range and a seller's market in that price range and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, we all know how yeah, that goes. It's, it's always the question, does it, would, yeah, it works in your market, but it would work in mine. And it's like, yeah. You know, it works in every market. It doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say Boston is one of the toughest markets to make anything work because, from what I've heard, it's super clicky and neighborhood driven, and there's ethnicities involved, and there's all kinds of stuff in Boston. So, if it works there, if you can make it work in different parts of Boston, I love when people say to me, "You don't know how hot my market is," and then they tell me their market, and it's like a lukewarm marketing. I'm like, "Look, mm -hmm. I'm I've got first of all, I'm in Boston. I work with people in San Francisco, L.A." you can't get any hotter than those markets, you know, yeah. and it'll be, it'll be somebody, you know, I don't want to knock any towns. It'll be, like somebody, <laughs> it'll be like somebody in Minnesota. They'll be like, you don't know how hot my market is. And I'm like, yeah. mm -hmm. trust me, this works in your market. <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, I was going to say like Texas, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, funny. yeah. Parts of Texas are red hot though right now, they so, are. but yeah, but it works. It, it really doesn't matter. This works in every market. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you doing the, doing the podcast with us today, guys. So go check out the shows. <clears throat> you can also go to iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, depending on your mobile device. Uh, that way you can subscribe to the show and get the latest episodes downloaded automatically right to your phone. So if you guys uh, like to listen to podcasts in between appointments or you're a learn and burn guy and you like to listen to them at the gym uh, while you work out like I do, uh, go 
to iTunes or Stitcher and get the podcast there. So until then, Tom, you got a lot of great interviews coming up. We've got Diego Corzo is the next episode up on the agenda. He's a young investor out of Austin who does investing both locally and out of state uh, and has a really great strategy with uh, shared housing uh, that gives you the potential for more cash flow on your investment properties. And he's also an agent. So he's an active real estate agent who's keeping an eye out for those investment deals exactly as you described, Tom. So he is a perfect example of somebody who's doing that in the market right now. So that is the next episode coming up, guys. Keep an eye out for that, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.